CIW Mafia. JP here, and I'm hanging out. We do got a guest on this week. Uh, New England standout, really. New England veteran, been around for quite some time. Uh, he got into the toy game uh, recently, owns uh, Kojo's Toy World in New Bedford. And uh, hanging out with Mr. Teddy Good tonight. What up, man? How are you? I'm going to dim this music down. Teddy, how is it going tonight? Mr. Teddy Goods, everybody. It's going pretty well. How are you? Gosh, now I can't hear you. There we go. Sorry about that, Teddy. Remember that new software I told you I was testing out? Uh, test, test. Here we go, baby. <laughs> How's it going, Teddy? It's going man. good, man. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm looking forward to, you know, this... Uh, Sort of the COVID restrictions coming off in Massachusetts. I'm going to get to see you at a couple of shows. I know yeah. you've been doing Beyond lately again, which is awesome. And uh watched you versus Chris Dickinson uh, last week, and that was incredible. Oh, yeah, that was it, man. That, that really helped me out with getting, you know, getting to the next level and beyond for sure. That's And, I mean, and, uh, I know you've got um, a big match coming up this weekend, Saturday night uh, in Rockland, New England All-Star Wrestling. Uh, versus uh, Mr. Brian Pillman Jr., huh? Yes, sir. AEW's own, right? I think he's he signed to AEW, right? An exclusive AEW talent, I guess. I believe he is. I mean, he just he uh, was the main event last week, I think, and got a main event in uh, Rockland on Saturday with you yeah. and that. The reality yeah. check from AEW Florida to Rockland, Massachusetts, <laughs> with Teddy Goods. But that's here's the thing, though, Teddy. Like. You've been around how many years now? Because I, I know I started going to shows 15 years ago when yeah. you were 10 at that point. Over 15 years, <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah, I remember seeing you and uh, you and Ryan Waters down the uh, Quincy Armory. Yes, and, sir. Oh, I mean, ACW. Yes. When tag team wrestling in New England was like, I mean, at that point, I don't think there was a, a – Sort of a better area of pro wrestling than the I tag agree. team. There was a lot of tag teams, you know, the Logan Brothers, Pride, yeah. uh, the Wild Boys. Uh, I mean, there was a ton at the time, you well, know, just just right. that promotion alone. Just on a side note, what is NECW still running? Are they on like a break right now too? Uh, I think they're on a break. Uh, I know PWF, which sort of split off from NECW. Yeah. I know they're all done. Matt and Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I Sheldon still plans on running. He does a podcast, uh, still using the NECW name, so he's keeping that alive. Got it. But they're not as active as they were, obviously. No, no. Uh, and it was a totally it became a totally different product, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, there was there was some great talent down there. That Armory was something special. Oh yeah, that but, place was awesome. Now you guys, now I love the Armory, and I love NECW. That's where I really started going in and helping out with the ring and doing security and getting to meet a lot of you guys. But my favorite place to watch professional wrestling in New England has to be Fall River. Wow. PAL? The PAL, yes. There's nothing like watching from the bel- when the balcony was open. Yeah, no- I got to say, it, that it, I think that if I had to choose, that's probably the best venue uh, looks-wise for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. There's nothing better in. I, I don't think there's a better one in New England. And yeah, I know I don't need that. classic spot. Your top rope, pretty much homegrown, right? Uh yeah. I mean, I've spent like, the most the majority of my career working for top rope for sure. 
and that's um, now you've in you've done everything there. Right. I mean, am I like you? You were office there for a little while, and I mean, oh, yeah, kind of- I, I mean, I, a lot of people know I still help out behind the scenes with Top Rope, especially uh, as far as like graphics and social media goes and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, one time I was booking shows, and uh, I enjoyed it. It's cool, you know. I just try to give, you know, I want to give all the fans a great experience. And yeah. the funny thing is, I actually saw Steve Ricard yesterday, the owner, for the first time in a very long time, and. Um, he was saying how the fans, our fans are special. Our fans leave the show every time, and it could be not a great show, or it could even be a stinker every now and then. And they leave and always say, "That was the best top rope show I've ever been to." I mean, they are loyal, man. Yeah. Well, I I've worked with a few people um, that were diehard top rope fans. Uh, Nico's Nico's biggest fan. I'll say that, and you'll probably know who I mean. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's, his son has the whole Nico Silva. For those who don't know, is uh, another local talent that is. He's the champ, I think, right? Top rope heavyweight champ. Is he? He deserves it. He's the kid's incredible. Um, and he was Hulk Hogan to my buddy's son, by all awesome. means. I'm glad. But that's that. now. What do you got? What have you been doing during COVID? Because I think you've been pretty busy, right? Uh, well, <laughs> pretty much. I just. Uh... I did a lot of home improvement stuff at my house, a lot of renovations. Uh, I, as you said earlier, I opened up a toy store with my cousin. Um, we started developing that towards the end of last year, um, and we opened officially on 316 Stone Cold Day. So we had Kojo 316 shirts. That was pretty awesome. Um, since we've opened up, honestly, the response has been overwhelming. It's been exceeding expectations. Business is awesome. People are bringing us in crazy toys that we buy, and a um, little plug there: we do buy toys, and the uh, it's just it's exceeding expectations. And a big help, I have to give a shout out to another podcast, the major uh, the major figure podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, they I've had dozens of people come in wearing their shirts, masks, hats, whatever, and they say, "Hey, I heard about your store on the podcast." You know, so That's not cool. to mention when they retweet our videos. We get thousands of views just because of those guys, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you know, guys that have been in the WWE and they still keep that following, so. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have allies like that for sure. No, you had a podcast for a little while, right? Yeah, the Biff and Ted podcast. I think we had it for about a year or so. You guys will, you guys, I liked your setup because, well, it wasn't visual, and this really, this is only visual for really our live people. The people that are listening don't know I can see you over video, right. and I'm not in the yeah. same room. But I, I like you guys did it because you guys had the place that you were able to have the guests come in. And- yeah, we actually would have all the guests come to my house. We call it. We uh, a lot of us refer to as the Wing Mansion. Um, the guests would come here, and then uh, you know, every now and then we do one on the road. We did one with Eddie Edwards while we were driving. I think the same thing with Tomas. Oh, maybe Tomaso came out. But Eddie Edwards, Colin Delaney, a few guys I remember like going on road trips with, and we just recorded the conversation driving, you know? That's um, cool. This is, you know, now that video has become so much more accessible in the last five years, I definitely would have done what you're doing with, you know, show the guests, which would be uh, add a whole new element. But back then that wasn't really an option. It would take a lot more time and stuff. So we just went with the audio. But I loved it, man. It was cool. Now I got a couple. We got a couple people making comments. Uh, Bobby D. Robert Demore saying that Teddy helped him with his COVID, working out, exercise, and walking three miles a day. 
Oh yeah. Oh Robbie, yeah. What's up, man? I was uh I was doing a lot of live videos during COVID, a lot of Facebook live for the first time, just talking to people, seeing what their plans were, seeing what they thought of everything, the the, the total the status of the country, what was happening, you know, what 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 they were doing to stay busy. Basically just trying to spread positivity, telling people to get off their ass and go do something. Don't just sit home all this time, you know. Well, and that's um from talking to some of the wrestlers. That's been the difference in the way some of these guys, some of the wrestlers are going to come out of it is the ones who took it and got sorted down and didn't do anything. How are they going to compare to the guys that took that and said, Hey, I got a lot of free time right now and hit the gym that much harder. And there's there's definitely three three types of wrestlers during this pandemic. I think one, like you said, the ones who just kind of sat around and figured, ah, well, I'm not going to wrestle for a year. Like I don't know, whatever. I'll just keep coasting along and not care even less about working out. Those people probably didn't care much about their appearance to begin with. You know, then you have number two, the guys like Chris Dickinson, who pretty much have been wrestling through this whole thing with the exception of those first few months doing a lot of those uh, socially distant shows and all that. And then you have a guy like me who literally I did keep working out and, you know, I ordered new gear. I constant, I kind of changed my look a little bit. I lost a little bit of weight to lean up. Um, I changed my style of training. Uh, Chris Dickinson actually helped me with that as well as uh, Oni Lorkin. They both had me on some different workout plans I've been incorporating for the last year. I built a gym in my garage thanks to the uh, late great Nick Steele and, Dude, I didn't stop. I just kept working out, tried to, you know, I let the diet slide a little bit here and there when I knew there was no light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I had no bookings coming up at all. But now with Beyond bringing me in and Top Rope starting up and New England All-Star Wrestling and um, Big Time Wrestling and some other promotions that I work for, um, the few, the, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I have a reason now to get up at early before work and train and, you know, take care of myself and order new gear, order new promo pictures, order new T-shirts, like, I'm ready to go. This Saturday, New England All-Star Wrestling, you, people aren't going to see Teddy Goods from 2019. They're going to see the 2021 version with new merchandise, a new look, new gear, you know? That's it. Maybe even a little new chip on my shoulder, you know? The 2019 Teddy Goods was really fucking good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, let me tell you, like, that was... I, I can tell you there was a point when the talk around was that you were going to get signed. Yeah, uh, I mean, people... that. that was right, and I don't want to say that, and I don't want to bring that up because I know that's something that you might look back on. And but there, there was that point, and it was around 2018, 2019, and that was yeah. the top. Uh, I had a few tryouts with WWE, you know. Um, not as I mean, I've been an extra for them a million times. You've seen me, right. you'll see me be a cop or a doctor or whatever, yeah. a butler or whatever, but. Uh, I had a I had a tryout with them uh, at the Arnold Classic in Ohio, probably like five years ago now. Um, Went awesome, you know, got the usual, hey, guys, we don't have anything for anyone. We'll Don't call us, we'll call you. Was an extra a bunch of times after that. A couple, Maybe a year later, I remember I, I was ironically in Florida, that uh, Kenyon Seaman guy emailed me, said, hey, we're going to give you another tryout, not this quarter, but whatever, maybe two from now. Nothing happened. Followed up, same thing, yeah, another quarter, we'll do it, you know, and that was it. Then I just kind of did extra work for him here and there afterwards going forward, but I think the whole – dream or hope of getting signed i was just kind of over it and just doing my own thing you know i'm i'm getting married to my best friend i'm gonna be 40 soon i just focus on starting a fit you know a family life family man i don't some people might know but you know when i wasn't wrestling i worked in bars i was bartender and bouncer everywhere i work so to totally get pulled out of that you know whole lifestyle during the pandemic and everything else really changed things but now coming back and 
having this opportunity with all these promotions, especially beyond wrestling, where I know, you know, they have 3 million YouTube subscribers. Other yeah. than WWE, no one can touch them as far as the presence online. And I know that's the place I had to be to, you know, to get my name out there. And I was lucky enough to get back in there when they started again. They put me against a up and comer, Alec Price, who I think is definitely going to be going places. The kids have been on the show a few times. Kids are in his early 20s and he's nasty. And he honestly, just in the last two years since I met him, he's gotten even, he's gotten really good. So he's going to be one to look out for. But I had that match with Alec. Beyond, ironically, released it yesterday on YouTube. If anyone wants to check it out, it's free on Beyond Wrestling on their YouTube page. Um, and then, it, you know, I didn't know what was going to become of that, if he was ever going to book me again. Uh, the owner told me I'm not booking anyone until after the show. I want to see how the crowd responds, how things go. And I totally respect that, man. You don't want to jump the gun. So when he hit me back up for the following show and said, hey, uh, I want you to wrestle Chris Dickinson, it was like uh. – I said this to myself months earlier, but I didn't say it to anyone. But I said to myself, if I'm going to really make a name for myself and beyond, like, yeah, I can just be on the show and just be in a match. I said, or I can wrestle the, the top guys. And I, in my head, I thought, well, the top guy, Chris Dickinson, is the stone cold of beyond right now. Yes. So whether he's a good guy, a bad guy, everyone loves him, hates him. I knew in my head I had to get in the ring with him. And whether I beat him or lost, if I hung with, big, with Chris Dickinson, I knew the fans were going to give me their support, you know? So yeah. I needed, I've wrestled Chris, I don't know, a dozen times before this, but uh, for those of you, when you guys do see it, it's on IWTV. Um, the match was unlike any other I've had with him. It was unlike a lot of matches I've just had in the past. And it definitely helped, I think, really kick open the door for me and beyond as far as being just a guy on the show to, all right, this guy could potentially be in a main event on the show, you know? Right, and that's the thing is, like, and you and Chris are pretty close as well. So I yeah, think when Chris, you, Chris used to live at the Mansion for a couple of years, actually. That actually came up when we had Chris on the show. No kidding. Uh, yeah, he yeah. probably told you then about his his rehab here. How he he was just kind of down and out, out of a relationship, out of work, not into wrestling, and he moved in with me, and we stood up every night watching Coco Beware and Dino Bravo <laughs> and all the classics, man, and. We just no. really, we not only did we develop a great friendship, because we really, it's kind of funny. He moved in with me, and we weren't buddies. We just kind of knew each other. I had just got out of a long-term relationship. I, I wanted a roommate to split the bills with, and I figured, yeah, he was in the same boat. Let's try it. And, uh, yeah, we got really close, man. And um, having, you know, he found the love for wrestling, and he went on, and he's doing huge things now. He's finally getting the credit where it's due. I mean, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh, yeah. supposed to wrestle in Egypt not too long ago, but it ended up going out the door. Uh, but it's just just crazy, you know, and to wrestle him at Beyond, like, you know, all I thought about in that match was I wanted – I just didn't want to – I wanted it to be a good match. I didn't want to make Chris look bad. I knew he was putting his neck on the line, getting in the ring with me, who was basically an unknown at Beyond, you know, for that crowd. And we had a good match, and after the match, he, he really put me over and said, you know, that I'm I'm the guy that's going to lead these young guys in Beyond and basically to keep a keep a lookout for Ted Goods this year, you know, and I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think I'm going to be on pretty much all the Beyond shows going forward, knock on wood. Um, I know they want to be involved with Kojo's Toy World. In fact, I, Kojo's Toy World, I believe, will be at the next Beyond Wrestling event in Worcester with uh, some merchandise and toys and some other cool stuff. So if you guys are looking to go to a live event, I think tickets are still available for that. It's June 3rd at the White Eagle in Worcester. Now, I want to talk about Kojo's Toy World, too. Like, sure. Have you always been a toy collector? Never. In all, <laughs> Let me take that back. I collected toys like all kids did. And then 
once, you know, I got into my teenage years or whatever, I wasn't really into it anymore. But the only thing I really maybe bought was like wrestling magazines. And then uh, later on, I kind of went into my parents' basement in my late 20s and just started looking back and reminiscing and saying, wow, some of the stuff's cool. But I really wasn't into it. I, I let my uncle sell a bunch of it on eBay. And I, you know, took a couple of things here and there. And then a couple of years back, my cousin wanted to uh, – go to my, my parents' house and start going through the toys to potentially sell them or eBay them or whatever. So I'm talking just bucket. My parents saved everything. So buckets of toys we're trying to separate, put together. Long story short, we were toying with the idea of a toy store. My grandfather and uncle used to own a toy store called Joe's Toy World back in the late 80s, early 90s. And we had been toying with the idea of the toy store, and I knew exactly where I wanted to open it. And the space finally became available. And you know, one thing led to another and, and we made it happen. And I can honestly say now after just being open a couple of months, it's it's kind of on autopilot. It's running itself. We're doing great business. New toys are coming in daily. We're putting out new toys daily. It's 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 crazy how fast it's, the momentum has built. But I mean, I'm, I'm really thankful to the to the people in the wrestling community and just downtown New Bedford area, the local businesses, the support's just been crazy. I mean, way more than I've could ever expect. I was joking the other day saying, you know, Kojo sold more t-shirts in a month than I would sell in a year wrestling. You know what I mean? It's just, it's been insane, man. Because I've seen your t-shirts. You know? <laughs> I've sold some t-shirts over the years, man, but I'm telling you, it's crazy. We just, people come in, even people who are curious, they, they, they see, we have these big glass windows out front where you just hundreds of crazy toys and then you walk in and there's a 12-foot Castle Grayskull and there's pipes dripping ooze and slime and just it's very bright. It's very vibrant. It's like sensory overload. And the people who come in, a lot of them will be like, oh, man, I don't really collect toys, but this place is awesome. I'm going to buy a T-shirt. You know what I mean? I'm going to buy a poster. I'm going to buy – so it's it really works out. I mean, I told my cousin probably half our business that we're going to do this year will be in T-shirts, stickers, posters, pins. You know what I mean? Not even actual toys. But being bright and vibrant is sort of like the anti-collectible toy store. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, we, there's a couple of stores. needed. Yeah, everyone's uh the only like real competition we have, I guess, as far as toy stores go. You know, there's a there's a chain of toy stores in New England called the Toy Vault, and then there's Newberry Comics. But Toy yeah. Vault sells some vintage toys, but whereas they're ten to twenty percent vintage, we're eighty to ninety percent vintage. You know, we don't we don't sell pops. We don't we don't want to compete with the big guys. We say, hey, if you want new stuff or pops. Go, go up the street, go to the mall, and go to Toy Vault, go to Newberry Comics. But if you want a kick-ass Georgie Animal Steel figure, you got to go to Kojo's Toy World, <laughs> you know? Do you guys have, like, a holy grail? Uh, right now we have uh, – I don't know if you're familiar with the toys from the 80s, Superpowers. It was, like, He-Man, Batman. There's one yeah. we have. Um, we have the whole set. Yeah, oh, yeah. So we have the whole set right now, and there's one figure called Cyclops, and I think it, someone offered us sixteen hundred dollars for him. We haven't sold them. Um, and then we uh, we have a comic book, a Spider-Man two thousand ninety nine that got like graded. Not, I don't know much about grading, but it's a high grade nine point eight, and it's like valued at like over yeah. three grand. Um, something that came in, somebody br- sold us a big pile of stuff. I didn't even know what was in the boxes, kind of thing, and. That next day when we're going through it, we find out we get a $3,000 comic book in mint condition, you know? Um, did, you, did it come in graded? Yeah, the person had it, that, which wow. is even crazier, you know? Yeah, so he knew, he knew he a little knew bit. He had, yeah, I don't know if he knew the value. But, yeah, man, it, it happens more often than not because someone will come in with three boxes of wrestling toys, and I'll say, what do you want for this? And they just say, yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Okay, and then they leave, and 
for instance, yesterday I bought a, a box of wrestling toys and the first figure I looked at was a crush, a Kona crush classic superstars figure and the, and it's selling for 350 bucks, you know, and I paid less, I paid $200 for all the toys. So things like that happen, man. And that's, it's great because that's, what's going to help keep us in business. You know, that's I'm older. I grew up like my wrestling figures were the dog toys. Yeah. Well, we have a ton of those. That's one of our, our wrestlers are number one seller over anything for sure. And it's, we don't have AEW figures. If we ever do, it's because somebody sold us a box of stuff, you know, but our bread and butter is Hasbro and LJNs, really. Um, we can't keep them on the shelf. I sold a ring in the cage uh, yesterday, though, you know, the big blue cage. Oh, yeah. Wrestling oh, yeah. buddies. Can't keep the wrestling buddies on the shelf. If anyone out there wants to sell me some, let's go. I'll buy them. I get cash, baby. Uh, and that, that's awesome. That's having, you know, there are people like I, I don't have, my mother gave all my stuff away. Yeah. Uh, she might work for uh, a kindergarten. So all my stuff went to the kindergarten when I outgrew it. Yeah. But like, I had all of that stuff. I had every one of those. Uh, I had, I don't remember the cage. I remember the ring. Um, but like I, I buy the, um, I'll buy a lot of the figures now. If I see a figure I like, but mostly like the, um, the newer figures, but the older guys. Yeah. The, so, um, that, that's what sells. I was going to say when, when people sell us newer figures, they tend to usually be of the older guys and those. Flop, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, um, did, so you never thought you'd get into this, other than you, your cousin? Nah, no, as far, but not as far as opening a business. I really started thinking about it the last like year or so, and then you know going through all the steps, I did get discouraged because I'm like, wow, we're gonna be like legit, like it's it's Kojo's yeah. Toy World Incorporated. We're a small corporation, you know what I mean? I'm the I'm the president of a corporation. Um, so once you put it on paper and there's like tax stuff involved and it's federal, it's like, oh wow, this is this is serious, you know? Like this is a real thing. This isn't just selling toys at a flea market for a few hundred bucks. This is like going to be a real thing, you know? So, um, but uh, yeah, things are going great. And we're looking one now that the pandemic's coming to an end, we're looking to start do signings. We're going to be bringing guys in. I talked to Steve from big time wrestling. I'm definitely gonna be working with him, bringing talent to the store before a local event or something like that. Same with top rope and beyond. So if we can help you guys out with that, let me know. I already oh, definitely dude. I got demolition on board. Maybe we could have him on here for a little podcast before the, before the appearance. I would love it. Um, but there's guys out there that people don't realize are out there doing the stuff like Vampiro. Vampiro's trying to get himself out there. Yep. Dude, Scotty too hot. He hit me up. He's uh, he's been doing this kind of on like the side. He's been selling stuff. He goes and finds cool stuff at thrift stores and yard sales, you know, Alf dolls and sells them online and, you know, he does it. He does it for, I don't think he needs the money. I think he does it out of enjoyment, you know, but it's still cool. You know, yeah. now I'm finding the enjoyment, but before the store opened, it was about the hunt and going to yard sales and people's houses and buying stuff. Now I feel like I'm cheating because I just have to open the door and people are like, ding dong, I have a box of Bam Bam Bigelow's. Would you like them? You know? Well, and you said it earlier, like you're going to get the people that walk in and it, like, I love that stuff. I may not buy the action, the $1,600 action figures, but I love looking at that stuff Absolutely. because it's really nice. But then I might walk in there with no intention of buying anything and walk out with a T-shirt. And, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? That's we're pretty that's lucky, a, man. It's been awesome. I'm, I'm really happy with the way things have been going. And I, I've already told my cousin, with he's my partner. We're the only employees. I said, dude, like, just think of all the crazy toys we've seen in the last two months and the amount of business we've done. I said, dude, we could be a thing in a year or two from now. You know, who knows? So. That's it. And, 
Where is that? That's right on Purchase Street, correct? Purchase Street, New Bedford. I'm right next to uh, Purchase Street Records. I don't know if you know Roger Chenard. He used to do a lot of the signings and stuff, conventions. I know who he is. Tattoos. He used to bring in yeah. – um, he used to work a lot with, like, Ron Simmons and Rikishi and Godfather. Um, oh, really? So Roger's a good dude. I helped him with his store. I still help him to this day. And uh, I was working for him a couple of days a week helping out. And when uh, my buddy next door was moving out of this spot, I was like, dude, let me know when you move out. I don't know what I'm going to put there. It might be a bakery. It might be a toy store. It might be a gym. I need in. Um, the toy store thing ended up happening. And we decided let's move a toy store in there. And I didn't know how <laughs> it was going to go. I didn't know if people were going to buy $500 toys, but they do. <laughs> it's crazy. And people get. Like, there's money out there right now. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. That's yeah. definitely helping us. But on the other end of the spectrum, we have $5 Ninja Turtles and My Little Ponies. Because yeah. people want to come in and <clears throat> they go, oh, I didn't realize this was like a collectible store. I go, oh, well, I have Transformers over here for 5 or 10 bucks." You know what I mean? I, I, so you can bring in your, your 8-year-old and get a couple of toys and not get, you know, raped right. on the price. Whereas you could also go there by yourself and buy a $500 Transformer. You know what I mean? It's, it's you, crazy, man. And I didn't know. After you send a kid home, you come back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, it's been awesome, man. I'm I'm very lucky, and I I'm so thankful. Like it's crazy, dude. I'm like I said, I'm going to be 40 soon, and I don't know if I'm having a midlife crisis or something, but I am just so thankful for my life, dude. My family, my health, my wife to be. It's like all the stuff I used to take for granted is now just like my priority, and I'm like, damn, I can't even believe I lived through all the stupid decisions I made and situations I put myself in, like. I just want every day to be a positive day. That's why I started doing those Facebook videos during the pandemic to the people who are down and out. Just be like, dude, you control your destiny. Like your life sucks. Guess what? It's not going to change unless you change. Like you can't blame it on your job. If your job makes your life suck or gives you anxiety or stresses you out, then quit your job. Because I highly doubt most of you are making a million dollars a year where you would have to deal with anxiety. People are just getting by. And, and and leading miserable lives in different aspects, relationships, jobs, whatever. Like, you just got to address it. It sucks, but you just got to face it head on and do something about it. You can change. Trust me, man. I was not in the greatest state of my life years ago. You know what I mean? I changed it. I just decided I was going to change it. I've heard some stories. <laughs> I've, been for, I've been around for a little while. I've heard the stories of the, uh, the wing mansion there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've had some fun here in the past. <laughs> Bobby D wants to know, Ted, who was your favorite wrestler growing up, and who was the one that got you to wrestle back then? Oh, God. I started watching wrestling in 1988. Uh, I was really drawn into – I think my my first love was Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who isn't a very good wrestler, and I've wrestled him quite a few times, and he wasn't very good in the ring. But where credit credits due, everyone knows who Brutus the Barber Beefcake is. My parents know who Brutus the Barber is. They probably have no idea who what Johnny Gargano is or, or you know, no offense to Johnny, right. or, but they don't know, yeah. you know, they know Brutus the Barber, but he was a favorite growing up, Snuka, Macho Man, Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, of course, you know, the usuals. Um, my favorite bad guy was Ravishing Rick Rude, and my dad loved the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, I like Mr. Perfect, too. Those are my two top bad guys. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Road Warriors, Demolition, favorite tags. I wasn't much of a WCW, NWA guy, really, at all, honestly. Even during Nitro and the NWO, you know, I flipped back and forth. But when the WWF went down the tubes and WCW took over, I really got into ECW. And I was an ECW snob, you know. So, Well, I'm North, you know, I'm a Boston guy. I'm a Northeast guy. We didn't really have the exposure to the NWA here. 
Yeah, that's so exactly. You know, and I didn't even have cable until I was probably 15, 16 years old, you know? So that we're talking mid-90s, you know, late 90s. Now, Teddy, I want to make sure you put over your what date you got coming up and um, your social medias and stuff. Yeah, uh, I've got, uh, let's see, I'm going to be this Saturday at New England All-Star Wrestling in Rockland, Mass. I'm wrestling Flying Brian Pillman Jr. Um, the following Friday, May 28th, I'll be in Brockton, Mass. Uh, for a top row promotions, Pro Wrestling Super Show at uh, the Brockton VFW. I don't know who I'm wrestling. I believe they're not announcing the card until the event. It's kind of a surprise. Both of okay. those shows, I believe, are sold out. I think the show in Rockland might be having standing room only tickets. I'm not quite sure, but last I heard yesterday or the day before, they were going to sell standing room only tickets. Um, and then Beyond Wrestling is running on uh, June 3rd. I believe that's a Thursday. No idea what I'm doing, but I'll definitely be there. Kojo's will be in the house. And uh, some other dates that are coming up this summer, I really uh, – June 13th, I'm promoting a, a wrestling match in New Bedford with Top Row Promotions, Pro Wrestling Super Show. Um, at this place called the Greasy Luck, which is ironically right next door to me and Purchase Street Records. Um, so okay. Kojo's, Kojo's Toy World will be selling tickets for that. It'll be a top rope show. Um, Sunday afternoon a- show. Sunday Sunday evening show. I do 5 o'clock Sunday shows because people can bring their families, their kids. Yeah. They get out at 7, 7.30. The sun's still out. They, they, they're they not worried about people asking them for money or being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I just makes for a nice, easy situation, and the parking's free. So it works out for everyone. Yeah. That, yeah, and that's incredible. Uh, Teddy, I know I told you a half hour. We've been running about a half hour. All right, so. perfect, man. Oh, and just want to let everyone know, if you do want to reach me, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Ted Goods, Facebook, Teddy Goods, uh, and Kojo's Toy World all across the board. Uh, if you guys could give me a follow on there, it'd be awesome. I try to literally personally take a picture of every toy I put on the shelf in our stories throughout the day. So if you're looking for something specific, I suggest you guys follow us because today I posted probably about 75 wrestling toys. So. I'm going to get in there at one point. So Hell yeah, June 13th, let's go. Come down to the wrestling matches, Kojo's Toy World. Make it a trip. Make it a day, a Sunday. You know, that's a, that's a that's actually not a bad idea. There's an awesome barcade around the corner you could go to. You know, for a bite before well, or after. It's called Play Arcade. If I'm thinking of the right venue, there's a bar in the venue too. Oh right? yeah, there is. yep, yep. It's a it's a concert venue, so they you have light, sound. That's yeah. another reason why I like running there. It's it's the atmosphere alone, like. There aren't too many um, venues that hold wrestling where there's lights and a sound system. It's always, yeah. just, you know, so it really adds to the atmosphere, you know. That's, but Teddy, I want to say thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, anything you got to, anything you have to put out there, anything you have to push, just uh, you can tag us in it or just send me a message or anytime you want to come on, man. The door's open. Very cool, man. I appreciate you having me on. I will, I will have my studio is opening back up, um, hopefully in June. So if you want to come in, sit down in the studio with me, that'd be awesome too. Uh, Cut an album together. Yeah, absolutely. No, we actually have a, a pretty nice recording time for the, for doing this. Yeah, a pretty nice recording studio. So if you want to come in and sit down, that'd be yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. Sounds good. Pour a couple of shots and we'll have a good time. Woo! I like it. All right, man. I'll see you soon. All right. Thank you, Teddy. Bye. Thank you. Bruce is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist. A fresh whole mouth, clean, every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. That's all uppercase letters, P-O-D-1-5. 
Follow the link in the show notes and enter the, the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. And I will have the link in the show notes, guys. But if you go to Bruce.com, Pod 15 will save you some money. Uh, I'm hoping that we have somebody coming on with me again in a moment. There he is. Guys, this is Big Joe. For those of you who don't know, Josh has retired from podcasting. Joe was the original co-host and really the father of the Irish Whip podcast. This was his idea. This all started with a phone call from him to me uh, 16 years ago now, maybe. Joe, how are you? Yeah, back before texting was a thing. Back before texting was a real thing. It's great to be back in the seat here. I I know with Josh leaving, I have some big shoes to fill. Uh, but I think I left some big shoes for him, and I think he filled them very well and even expanded on very much so. But I'm back yeah. to try to do the show justice like I did before, put my heart and soul into it. I know I'm late. My schedule is kind of – You're late. The, um, yeah, Joe, this, uh, this was Joe's no, idea. Know. So many phone calls between me and Joe on, like, coming up with the name and stuff like that. The things that I'll never forget. And, uh, we're going to come. We're going to talk. It was yours, too. It was. But <laughs> but you put a little more meaning to it, which was cool. Um, But we're going to talk wrestling. We're going to shoot the shit. Like, you know, it's pretty much going to be the same show. Like, when, you know. I don't watch a whole lot of wrestling. I just started watching AEW for this week. I will go to some of the independents, and we should check out. We should look into checking out Ted's show in New Bedford. Actually, um, I'm down for that. And it's you know we do more of the independent stuff, the Beyond stuff, and uh, things to that nature. So that's going to be what you get from us. I- when, when you break it down, there's, there's a lot more wrestling podcasts out there than when we started. And with that, most of them are talking the mainstream. Yes. And there's a big difference. When we started, do you remember how it was with all the podcasts? You mean on MySpace? There was like four podcasts. This is before podcasts. It was internet radio. Oh, yeah, sorry, into how it was with the internet radio. But we all butted heads. Nobody got along. Like, I got, like, people now that are very good friends that are other podcasters, and everybody gets along, and it's awesome. It's very you know, awesome. You know, a partnership that we, we started 15 years ago with Ben um, at Wrestling News Source is still developing today where we're still on wrestlingnewsource.com. We're one of the only podcasts. Bobby D oh. says, uh, Bobby D you'll meet is he's one of our biggest uh, supporters. Uh, Bobby D says, welcome aboard. Nice to meet you, big Joe. Bobby D. Nice to meet you, Bobby. I, I think you'll like big Joe. He's from the old neighborhood. That he I was am. a city. Kid. I know you were an Andrew square guy, Bobby D, but you know, you got to let us point kids get out every once in a while too. Hey, I'm, I'm originally from the other side. Bobby helps out at uh, UFO shows a lot, and uh, a lot of the shows around New England. He's got to hang out with guys like Hulk Hogan. 
Nice. Uh, we got a lot of we got a lot coming up, man. We recorded an interview last week with a girl. Um, that'll come out next week on Friday. Uh, a potential huge interview for Sunday that I don't even think we should announce yet. I just want to say one thing about that. If you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you'll like this interview. So the way this works in is we saw that the WWE just had their WrestleMania backlash, they're calling it. And at WrestleMania backlash, they had a zombie lumberjack match or a lumber zombie match or whatever you want to call it, where the lumberjacks were all zombies. So we went and we got a zombie, or a zombie fighter. Ah, a zombie fighter. He's not a zombie yet, but he's on the Walking so Dead. So he's still hanging in there. So that, I, you know, I, I got to work. I'm, all right, you go. I need to work on my timing. Ah, that's give, me a, give me a, give me a pass. No, absolutely. It's uh, that's always going to happen. Uh, Tina Weber just said, "What the Walking Dead?" OMG. Uh, Joe Salenza, nice, good to meet you, Joe. Can't stay too long tonight, but I hope everyone is well. Yeah, Joe, we're awesome. Thank you. Um, this is what's cool is like with this part, Joe. If you look over to the side, Joe, right, you see all the people that are commenting on everything. I'm seeing uh, it. Yeah. Somehow I'm logged in as XFL Extreme. So that's us too. That was the XFL podcast that we were going to try to do, and we will again ah, someday okay. when the XFL starts back. Um, but what happens when you comment on that? It leaves a comment on everything we're signed on to, which is like all yeah, over. Yeah, I the see place. that now. So it posted it four times. It'll freak so you. Yeah, but it'll be, it'll be four times surprised. That's it. But no, it's uh we get a lot and uh things just kind of happen. Like the whole Josh retiring, like this door's always open to him because he that that kid, let me tell you, he blood sweat and cried for this podcast the same way me and Joe have over the years. And um the door's always open. He uh he has to do some family things and he has to take care of himself first and foremost. And uh that's what he's doing. And but that was sprung on me. About 24 hours before it was announced to the world. So my first thing I did, and me and Joe had talked about Joe coming back. And I was like, hey, it's time. This is going to work out where our studio was going to be opening up at some point. Um, I'm told at some point, probably in June, the studio in Quincy will be opening up. So instead of seeing this, you'll see a legit radio studio. Um Everything else will go out the same. You'll listen to us in the same places. It'll actually open up a little more venues for us. Uh, and hopefully me and Joe will be in the same room for some of it. That would be cool. I know. But I, I think to go back onto the Josh retiring, I think he's going to kind of retire like Gronk retired. He'll come back. Uh, yeah, I just hope He'll he comes back. back to this. Not to help you out to go down to Tampa Bay the way Josh did. And there yeah, is a Tampa, might. yeah, you never know. There is a Tampa Bay team know. out there. <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. Um, but there's things like there's a lot going on, man. I'm planning on going to WrestleMania next year. Uh, I don't know if, Joe, if you'd be able to make that trip. It's Texas again. 
As of right now, I don't think so, but you never know what could happen tomorrow. It could be for work, you know what I mean? We I can have you. some fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. If I I've if, already if, talked. If my cards play right, I'm there. If see what happens. Now, have you been watching any of the stuff? Not the wrestling, but any of like the um the dark side of the ring or um the stuff A and E's been doing on Sunday nights. I haven't, to be honest. I haven't really done it. And like you said, with Joshua was spring twenty four hours before. I think I got it twelve hours before. You know, so I haven't really had a chance much chance to right. I haven't really had much chance to catch up on product or anything. I do want read the headlines. I do keep up a little bit that way, but it, it you know, you can read all the headlines you want, but you all you're doing is reading somebody else's yeah. opinion. So I'd like to form my own, but I'm going to try to get back. And like, like we told it, I'm living in a hotel right now. Hopefully I'll get back in my apartment within a within a week or two. Yeah. Probably not. But anyway, once that happens, I'll be able to catch up on everything. Now, A&E, A&E on Sunday nights has been dedicating it. Actually, really all day on Sundays to WWE. They the do biography. a new biography. They do a biography every week, like this week coming up is Shawn Michaels, which will be a great one. And then after the biography, they do this, um, I forget what they call it, something treasures, where they'll they'll take a superstar uh, like Jerry Lawler or um, um, who have they done? They just did um, Sergeant Slaughter. And he goes around with this kid, AJ, that's in NXT, and they go looking for relics from his time so for sergeant slaughter they were going looking for um the iron cheeks boots i saw and the somebody... one with the undertaker yes i saw the one with the undertaker that they went into his storage container and found the original purple and black suit yes and they found the the phantom mask and uh they had cane on that yes. one too like i've been loving that because that's the stuff like that brings back the memories for me that was when wrestling. Was nostalgia. Speaking of memories, I guess within the last couple of days was Andre's seventy fifth birthday. Oh, is that right? Yes. The, Andre turned seventy five. And do you want to hit them? Do you want to hit them with the fact? Do you want to hit them with the fact about you already? Well, when it comes to Andre. Yeah. Uh, there's several facts there, but you can go back to. One of my, my very first match that I can remember watching was Andre. And well, then how would you compare yourself to Andre? Compare myself to Andre going, uh, I had it after puberty. He had it before. He got giantism. We had the same type of brain tumor. I had mine removed in 2000, uh, 2003, and he never did the surgery to get rid of his. That's why he became the giant, and I'm just still Big Joe. That's it. And what's funny is Big Joe's not that big around me. I'm actually bigger than Joe. Oh, no, no. And I got smaller. I've lost a lot of weight. Not by choice. Depression can make you lose weight. And I want everyone to know that as much as I'm dealing with it myself, if you need help, I'm here. I got your back. And I know JP does the same. We are here. Yeah, we've all battled it. Uh, We've all battled it to different levels, but we've all had our uh, our ups and downs and our trials and tribulations. And uh, the Irish whip will always be 
uh, outspoken about mental health. Yes. Mental health awareness. So uh, that is something that. If you um, don't have your mental health, if you don't have your mental health, it's hard to control your physical health. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you think I don't like you, if you, you, you think I can't stand you, that's not the truth. I can tell you I don't hate anybody. I don't hate anything. Um, and if you're having trouble, if you're battling with something and you need to talk to somebody and you don't want them to say anything to anyone else, inbox is open. It's always. Uh, this wrestling community is something that's helped me and Joe through a lot, and if I can help anyone, I'm glad to. Um, I, I sound like a broken record, but sa- I keep saying same here. I'm that's- here. JP's there. We're together. And don't be if you reach out to one of us um, and you say don't say anything, sometimes it's better. Like me and JP are one. When you reach yeah. out to the Irish Whip if you need help, sometimes I may have something in my hit wheelhouse that can help you or he might. We have different connections in different areas. So we might, I might confer to him on something as he might confer to me. So don't be, don't be ashamed or afraid that if you reach out to me and I, I talk to JP and he reaches back out to you. It's just sometimes we have a different expertise in different things. Like I'm a Navy veteran. Uh, I have a lot of PTSD from that. I can help in that area. I'm fat. He can help in that area. That's it. Um, no, it's, you know, my mine, I, I couldn't tell you what caused it, but, and mine's not as extreme as other people's, but it's there, you know? Um, yeah, but yeah, that's so, but pro wrestling's been an escape for me over the years. And that's why I think watching some of those reminiscent shows where you get to see, you know what they did with Sergeant Slaughter was they wanted the Iron Sheik's, um, the things he put over his head for his work out there. And he used to do it in the promos and no one else could oh, do it. Oh, I know it. what you're talking about. Um, it was some, um. Iranian like workout where it was like a weighted bat type of thing. And uh so they went to Bob Backlund's house, Sergeant Slaughter and this kid AJ, and Bob Backlund still had them because uh Vince went out there and no one could do it and the Iron Sheik was bragging backstage that no one else could do it. So Backlund said, Vince told me to go out and do it. And I just went out and I did it and at the end of it the Iron Sheik actually gave them to me. That's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He was able to donate them to uh, to the to basically what it looks like and what I'm hoping happens out of this. And Joe, if this happens, we're road tripping to Connecticut. Oh, well, one one million percent. They're collecting. We can even all see of, if we can somehow record as we walk through. They're collecting all of this stuff to display somewhere. So, was there going to be like a yeah. WWE exam? I really hope so. That would be amazing. Yep. That would make it more for fans of wrestling like you and I, that would make it more more better for us because there's not much out there we can see from our time growing up, like the stuff when we were kids. You know, you don't really have a lot of that. Yeah, they had, they had Mick Foley on, and Mick Foley was like, I didn't keep any of my stuff because – I didn't need it. I, I have no teeth. I have a, a hole. I have no ear. 
I have all these broken bones to remind me that I was a pro wrestler. I don't need a shirt or a, you know, a pair of pants to remind me that I, I was in pro wrestling matches. I, I really hope that somewhere in the museum they have a shadow box with his ear in it. That would be disgusting. But you, would, you wouldn't look at it twice. Come on. I'd look at it at least three times. All right, there you go. That would be gross, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, or even if it had, like, even if it was, like, a, a, a fake one that looked, you know? Yeah. But we've gotten to, like, you know, we went down to WrestleMania 25, and you get a little feel of that at WrestleMania with the fan access. Yes. But something like that, 24, and if they don't have to pay rent on the place, say, if they did it in Connecticut in headquarters, you yep. do it on the first floor of headquarters, you make the whole first floor that. The offices and everything else, the second floor. Well, you it build a small extension. I've been, I've been by there. They have room to build a small extension oh, they have to make the museum its own entity. You know, or yeah. even like you said, you put the museum on the first floor and everything else is on the on, on the upper floors. The fan, the, the fan base that would come through there on a, on a daily basis, I, I say for at least a year to a year and a half, is going to be nonstop. Barring That's, if COVID comes back. Right. And, you know, it might, maybe it's just a weekend thing. Who knows? It, yep. It's, but I know I've driven by that and I, you always look, you always see the flag flying. Oh, yeah. And, uh, if you go you by know, in the fall, you can see the sign on the building. That's, but there's there's a lot that they can dig out, and I'm um, I'm interested in this show because, like I said, it's like the memorabilia, and they're actually going into like collectors' houses. Yes, re rebuying stuff that was previously sold. Bobby D wants to know who was your idol wrestler back in the day. Can I answer for you? You sure can. I think I know who, you, I think I know who your number one is. Go for it. I know what action. I know what action figure your son was born with in his hand, and that was a Stone Cold figure. Yes, uh, but that was more of my young adult life, young to middle, you know, tw- late twenties, early thirties was the Stone Cold era. Was my my absolute era. Now, what else? Who did you like as a kid? The absolute like, era me- was my love. For me, growing up, it was obviously it was Hogan. It was the Warrior. And then I, I I loved Piper and I I loved um, there was a few guys like um, I think Steamboat was probably my number one though. It as a kid watching it, you know, like any other kid, it'll fluctuate. They're going to give somebody the push. They're going to pull somebody back. So they dictate who you want. But for me, I was at the garden and I was sitting two rows from the ring with my father for a Randy Macho Man. Savage's debut in the WWE. He fought Paul Orndorff and won. That to me sticks out in my head. So I was always a Macho Man fan. I ha- he had that. He had that charisma. He had that that way. And I think it was so much. It's just like the voice, his way of talking. The oh yeah, you know he had that, and that stuck with me. The talk of <laughs> other than. Sorry, we there's a drinking game on the show. I might they have to drink, so yeah. that's one for you guys. I'd have to, what, uh, for the yawn. They get drink for a yawn. Yeah, oh, I can come up with some drinking game if you want to go there. But to, oh, no, to pick my to pick my ultimate favorite that I'm closest 
that I can that most resonates with me is Andre, and and this probably resonates for you too, JP. Being the bigger of all the kids we grew up with, having that that stigma of being the tall big kid, you know, amongst all your short little friends. So that that stuck with me, and I saw how he beat people up in the ring. And like I said, fifteen years ago when we started, I'm sorry for that. Yeah, yeah. For, for those who don't know, and none of you guys really know, is when I grew up, like me and Joe, I, we hung out. We hung out about a block from each other, and Joe's friends were the older kids. They were the bullies to us, and Joe was because me and Joe were right in the same age bracket. We played basketball on different teams, but for the same leagues, and we were in there at the same time. So me and Joe were pretty. We were around each other more than some of the other the other bullies were around my friends, and Joe was literally my bully. But in high school, I can remember times where you, you definitely kept me out of some stuff. Well, even when, like you said, my friends would come down and, and pick a fight with your friends, a lot of the like the, your group were the younger brothers to people in my group. So whenever yeah. we came down and we were going to beat you up, I'd grab you and be like, fake like we're fighting. Yeah. And it was you know, never, like, was, I don't want to do this. I wasn't, but, but again, when you when you're a young kid and you go with the flow of the crowd, that's kind of what happens. Sorry, that was the wheel. That was the wheel of. Uh, that was the oh, action figure, figure wheel. Yeah. My screen. We have, so we do free figure day. It used to be free fig Friday, and then we moved to Thursday, so it's free fig day. Where I mean, we everybody. We originally started on Tuesday, and my catchphrase is now gone. Uh, but we um, so we give away a figure pretty much every week. We've skipped a few. This week's is a cool one. It's a Chase variant of an Austin Aries figure. Um, uh, WWE Series one eighteen, I believe one thirteen, maybe. And uh, so, but it's the Chase variant, so it's the rear. You know, it's the it's the one that doesn't come in every case, and when it does, the odds of it being this variant of the figure are very slim. So it's a it's sort of a rare figure to get, and uh, we had some good names on the. We also have Joe a little theme song for the wheel that was written for us by uh, our buddy <laughs> Mike Farrell, who you you will definitely meet Mike at some point. This is his All wins right. and losses freestyle. Uh, he hosts the Chaos Theory podcast, which has some great interviews coming up. Uh, Mike is like one of our filling guys too. He's uh, he Mike does a really good job. And he's Sounds not a bad rapper. Hang on one second. We're gonna prep the wheel up, prep the song up. Why don't I hear the song? You have to reteach me how to do all this. I'm reteaching myself as we go. Yeah, you know, I walk I'm gonna let this play for a little while. I'm just one of many killers that's a part of the set. Y'all be talking out your ass like it's none of us left. You must be higher than giraffe pussy. Hey, what's next? Y'all really want the competition taking a belt? I'd rather die than take an L. Y'all don't know how I felt. I be murdering the game. You just play with yourself. You kind of want to say my name, but you got no help. I believe in Mr. Chaos. I'm rocking the bells, but it's dinner time. Fucker, I'm going to help myself. 
I don't want one bite, bitch, I came for the plate Cause I'm hungry like a dude with no food for a day I ain't really wanna snap, but you rappers on the way down I'ma fight till my last breath, never lay down Hear you talking shit, but I don't care what you say now Hustle till I hit a billion dollars any day now I'm just on this podcast, tip to hit a lick While you mumble mouth rappers on your knees suck a dick Claim to be a fighter, but they we know that you a bitch Half you hoes ain't even writing all the lyrics that you spit I've been putting in work, but y'all don't know what it is To work a 90 hour week just to feed your kids I've been down in the gutter, fight my way to the top Thank you God for all my people who ain't letting me stop 24 balls in and I'm only getting better, ho Sticking up the whole rap game, let the cheddar go, yeah That's part one All right, guys, Ted the Sock, who has been, I don't know Ted very well. I know he's been on the wheel several times, so I like seeing, I I don't mind, and I don't mind when anybody wins, truth be told, but I love when it's like somebody who's on there every week wins because that's someone that's been so important. Yeah, when you get the regulars, the dedicated fans, that's when it's cool. Now, I just want to point out, I just heard in that song, it's my first time hearing it, I heard my favorite line of ever, ever, Ever that he's <laughs> higher than giraffe pussy. That's amazing. Yes. I'm going to use oh. that. That's going to become part of my repertoire. That that came from another podcast. That came from the Eighty Proof podcast, which isn't wrestling. It's life. But me and Mike both listen to on a regulars there, and that was like one of their sayings. And he worked that into the song. It's it's awesome. That's, that's and it brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So Mike wrote a song at one point. And I called him out because there were no bars in the song. There was nothing that was, like, real. It was catchy, and it was a great song, but there was nothing like that. And uh, every song he's put out since then has been nothing but lines like that. So I'm in for trouble because I've I've challenged him to a rap Oh, Jesus. That's something we'll have to do. We'll have to stage that somehow, get a rap battle. I'm even thinking two teams. No, no, you no. This is me and him. One team. He be, well, we, you need an undercard. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know. My boy, Ante, our boy Antoine Montezzi. Just had he just got his uh I don't know what plaque he got but seven hundred thousand downloads on one of his songs about Roman Reigns so oh nice uh, from Spotify he he's um well he hosts the Swerve City podcast on the WWE Network um so he's got a little more uh, pull than the rest of us but he um he uh. Yeah, seven hundred thousand downloads, and you know you got a plaque hanging on your wall now. So, congratulations, Antoine. That's huge. Uh, Bob, I don't know why the um, didn't go well, but I'll make sure for next time. I'll. Uh, I don't think I can resend it out now. But Joe, we've I've gone about an hour. Um, do you want to tell hour. them find you? I know when you got us guys follow us, the Irish Whip Facebook, the Irish Whip on YouTube. At Three Irish Boys on Twitter. I'm at JPTIW on Twitter. JP Griffin everywhere else. And when Joe's lag stops, he's I don't really go. have much anymore. 
I don't really have much anymore of in way of social media. I have my Facebook. I'm Joe Nee. Feel free to hit me up. Uh, I don't really have – I have a Twitter. I don't even know what it is. I'll have it for next week. I'll have all my socials for that. But I need to throw a plug out there if I can because I'm – I guess I can because I'm, I'm a host. Uh, I'm, part of an, I'm part of an Irish punk band. Uh, I don't play any music. I'm kind of road manager and kind of – keeper of the it's like herding drunken monkeys you know if you've ever been part of an irish music band uh called the gobshites please check them out on spotify we have a song out there that we want to get some traction on uh it's called living in america if you search black 47 it's under their new album because it's part of a tribute album that they put together uh the album is called after hours of black 47 it's a tribute album and our song is living in america and they got some. They got a. They got a Ramones track on there with some Get really that up cool. On Spotify, give that a listen. The Ramones track on that same album has some really cool guests on there. Yes, uh, we get a, we get a lot of stuff in the works. We're kind of working on two or three current albums at the same time, but I'm trying to work on on getting another song done with the Globetrotters for the Irish. Yeah. No. And I'm going to try to get a very, very uh, go. Have some of those guys come on, talk their music, talk wrestling. You know, I have uh, one guy in the band, he plays uh, guitar, banjo, and another instrument. I forget what he plays a lot. Uh, he, he's a, a war veteran. He teaches yeah, Muay Thai, he knows a lot of things about their how. How that lean into a to get into wrestling as opposed to MMA? He actually had a few UFC fights back in the day. Oh, okay, the so Godfrey, and they're great. Soon. Yeah. But we get a big, we get a big. Yeah, and we'll get a drinking game with them. Every time we mention the Godfrey, you get you get to drink Jameson, just Jameson, nothing else. Uh, or again. I don't have. I might have some proper twelve. I don't know if that, that works. Or, uh, anything that's an Irish, you have to drink an Irish whiskey. How's that? That could work. I almost but, uh, always have a whiskey around. <laughs> um, what, what else was I going? I don't know. That's about it. But next we'll week, uh, we're, we're recording on Sunday, so we can put it off for next week. We're going to have a an interview with the star from the one of the stars from The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm not going to leave it out now because I have to. I haven't confirmed anything yet. It's confirmed, but it's not set in stone time wise. But he's going to do it uh, this Sunday night. We're going to record, and our Billy Starks interview will be out Friday next week as well. Which, if you don't know who Billy Starks is, she is a. I think she's 17 years old. She's been wrestling for like three years. Trained with Santino Morella. Um. She's a senior in high school and already doing this at, like, very high levels. That's awesome. So That's awesome. The interview that we recorded last week with her uh, will be out uh, Friday as well, I believe. So if not, we push that one back. But uh, it all depends on what happens on Sunday with how long that interview goes. So, guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Bobby D, Tina, Laura, you guys are the best. Uh, Elvis, I didn't see you tonight, but I know you're probably in here. Joe, uh, everybody that tuned in, whether you commented or not, thank you guys. 
and thank you for having me back, JP. It's it's an honor to be back. Sorry, I was a little bit late tonight. Things things are going crazy with the kids, and like I said, my car broke down yesterday. Uh, so, but I want to I want to give one spoiler of a hint for who that Sunday interview is. And if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, I'd like you to hit him up on 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 uh, social media and tell him you that you, you heard he might be on the show. And I'm just going to leave it with this and say that. Uh, you know, follow your religion. <laughs> that should be a good hint. I don't know, Laurie. You were excited about the Irish, about uh, the uh, Walking Dead, Laurie. So if you get that, then you guys mm-hmm. go ahead and message them. And Amy, too, I guess. Bobby D is saying Amy. In for the Walking Dead. That's it. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good night.